Hey everybody, welcome to the UWO. We've officially hit a month. I'm here with a couple of my boys here and cohorts, partners in crime, if you will. Anyway, we got um, Eddie, the 205 Live fan, Ortiz. What's going on, everybody? And we got Brian, the technical difficulty, Roman Reigns hater, Lopes. What's going on, everyone? <laughs> All right, man. We're going to start off on a sour note uh, before we get into this week's festivities, that being half of the Hot Foundation original. Our foundation, I should say. Jim the Anvil Nighthawk lost uh, his uh, his life this weekend. Uh, I'm going to send condolences out to his family and everybody who knew him around the rest of the world. Yes, yes. Tragic loss. Especially considering the circumstances. He slipped and fell in his house. Like, it's got to be one of the worst things, especially seeing his wife was there and everything. Just tragic definitely man that's one that's that one's a bad loss that one's a bad loss um so uh rest in peace to the anvil and we're going to dedicate this week's episode to his memory um but let's get into last week where brian the technical difficulty yes was going to make his summer sale prediction for the uh Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns match before he, you know he conveniently left the podcast. Uh, so Brian, how's it going, buddy? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. I hope you guys can hear me this uh, yeah, week. Yeah, you're good, money man. Uh, so, uh, so uh, Eddie gave his prediction of uh, Roman Reigns, and you know, as a trio, we're gonna go ahead and support each and every one of the uh, predictions for SummerSlam. But you didn't get to say your piece, so go on ahead. All right. Uh, like, like I was starting to say, and I I played back last week's episode and heard myself, and I literally didn't even have a chance to say a word after you asked me the question. But um, when it comes to Brock and Roman, I am going to be going, and I know people have been waiting to hear this, especially yep. you, <laughs> uh, it, it pains me so hard to say this, but, uh, man, WWE – it is going to be Roman Reigns to win this matchup at SummerSlam. Yeah, we're in my eye. <laughs> yes, yes. But, but see, the kicker was I really didn't have a chance to finish what I was going to say. I was going to also go with what Eddie said earlier on in the podcast while making our predictions, and that is Kevin Owens coming down at the end of the night and cashing in on Roman Reigns, making Kevin Owens your and only two-time Universal Champion. Hopefully a better reign than the last time as well. Oh, that, would, yes. that would be nice. You know. <laughs> oh, any reign would be nice with the Universal title. At, at this point, you know, just bring the belt back to Raw. Get some story, get some storylines going again, some main event storylines going again, not just uh, Roman Brock, Roman Brock, Roman Brock, Roman Brock. Hashtag free yes. the title, man. Yes. Yes, free that title. I mean, SmackDown's heavyweight championship was, I mean, and I understand that that's the original heavyweight championship title, but it was, I mean, it looks like they actually care about that title. You know what I mean? Um, They actually have AJ Styles. I mean, don't get me wrong, the competition they're selecting for them and the feuds they're building aren't the best, but at least we actually get to see the, the heavyweight championship on SmackDown, you know? Yeah, I mean? well, that's that's always going to be Vince's baby. That's, you know, that's the original you know, WWE, WWF title right there. So it's always going to be Vince's baby. It's just, yeah. I just don't like the fact that it's on the back burner right now. 
know, it probably wouldn't be as sour if, say, maybe AJ was on Raw doing defending the title and the Universal title was on SmackDown, you know. But you try to get into Vince's head, you're just going to end up with a headache. Uh, yeah, pretty much. But uh, let's get let's get uh, into it. That, that was last week. Let's get to uh, let's get to the new stuff going on around the world of wrestling. Uh, newest being the New Japan Pro Wrestling G One finished up. Uh, I'm gonna tell you when it comes to New Japan, I'm I'm not gonna say the savviest. I'm definitely a casual guy. So uh, Brian, want to go ahead and give your thoughts on that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the G1 tournament, uh, especially for people who don't know, it's a tournament where they have about uh, nine guys in two separate blocks, an A block and a B block. Uh, it's wins and losses uh, the win and draws included as well. A win gets you two points, a draw gets you one, a loss gets you zero. Um, basically, what they do is they do two sides of a bracket and everybody fights everybody on the bracket. So uh, everybody on the A side will fight everybody on the A side. The B side will fight the B side. And at the end of the tournament, which runs about like, I want to say about 20 days, yeah. uh, the, the A block and the B block winners will face off. And the winner of that match uh, gets like, it's similar to a, a, like a briefcase, like money in the bank, but it's already calling the shot that that person gets the main event spot at Wrestle Kingdom in January. Um, and this year's winner was, uh, I don't want to screw up the first name, but the last name is Tanahashi. Tanahashi, for people who don't know, is the ace of the company pretty much like the mega yeah he's their john cena uh, oh okay yeah pretty much he's, he's like their version of john cena he's like he's an older guy now and uh in the finals he fought against kota abushi who some people may know uh, around here as one of the guys who was in the cruiserweight tournament uh last year um it was a great matchup uh it's a great concept which i think a lot of companies including wwe should really look into um it's a fun tournament, man. These guys literally go like A block fights one day, B block fights the next day, and it's nonstop for about 20 days. It's a it's a very hard schedule, but it's a great concept. It draws a lot of interest, and it also lets you know who is going to be challenging for that title at Wrestle Kingdom, similar to how in America, when we know someone's winning the Royal Rumble, even though they have the choice now between two titles, um, it gives that person their chance at, at main event in New Japan's version of WrestleMania. Um, but yeah, G1 overall this year was amazing, man. Oh, All right, Eddie, got anything that? No, well, G1 was it was the better, it was good this year. You know, they've had better ones in the past. Tanahashi, I was surprised it was Tanahashi that won, considering the fact he honestly, me too. Who else would the casual fan know from the corner? Yeah. Uh, you would know, you know, like Kenny Omega. Um, if you know, if you know, like the Bullet Club members, like Tama Tonga right now, who's becoming another amazing heel. Oh, yeah. uh, he literally ransacked through that tournament and just he took a ton of losses, but he pretty much built himself as the heel of the tournament because there's not a lot of like real drama like that. Uh, Zack Sabre Jr., who was um, over here at the Cruiserweight Classic as well. Most technical uh, guy in, in the business right now. Who? Oh, yes, whoa, yes. Whoa, 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 like, I know how we... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Roman Reigns is in the business still, man. No. Zack no, no, Sabre we said Jr. Get, would dance around Roman Reigns in the ring, and, oh, my God, it would be embarrassing. So Roman you, would not be able to keep got, up with that boy. Would you say he was more of like a Kyle, uh, Daniel yeah. Bryan kind of a guy? Yeah, he's one of those guys that literally, and I, I say this as no joke, 
if he can put a finger on you, he will put you in a hold. Like he'll go from a headlock to an arm bar to a, a, a rings of Saturn, transition to a heel hook, into an ankle lock, into like four or five different moves without ever letting yes. go of his opponent. Yes, this man is, that man is incredible. That man can lock you in something and lock and have you in 20 moves and you were still on the ground. Like, how the hell am I getting locked into all these? <laughs> Legitimately. Like, you know how we were talking a couple weeks ago about how TJP is just so smooth in the ring? Just imagine TJP with a better submission game. That is what Zack Sabre Jr. is. And that's a guy who maybe in a couple of years will come back to WWE. Um, I'm trying to think who else was Did in the just bring up like two oh, live wrestling? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, like uh, like Okada was in the tournament. Uh, Tatsuya Naito, uh, Ishii, Yano, like people who watch New Japan may know these names, but people who've heard of Kenny Omega and Okada, like just that alone sometimes is a reason to want to watch a tournament like the G1. Yeah, I watch it on the um, High Def Network when it comes on, um, so I'm familiar with like you know yeah, ones, uh, access. access my excuse, excuse me when um, you know with the ones that Jim, Jim Ross called. Um, he typically, he's just dominated by Bullet Club, so I'm pretty familiar with the Bullet Club. Yeah. Um, but I think the WWE, they have their version uh, of like a tournament-like thing with the, uh, you know, with the King of the Ring. Um, or I yes. like to call it the, the highest jobber after Stone Cold Steve Austin, because literally, aside from like a King Booker ring, you can't really tell me well, anybody who succeeded after doing that. Angle won it, and he ran with it pretty good. Mm-hmm. Triple, H, Triple H, H, right here in our hometown, yeah, Triple H Providence. Won. Triple H won, he ran with I just don't like the fact that they fell off with it. Like, right after Booker T, they, didn't, they did a King of the Ring. It was it aired on Raw. Yeah. It was like a quick, half-assed King <laughs> of the Ring tournament that aired on Raw. Yes. You know, I, I wish they would go back to the original concept, played out over a course of a couple of, you know, a month or get two, the qualifying and matches, get everybody yes. in there. Yeah, exactly. Leading up, leading up to a pay per view event and everything, with the main event being, you know, people fighting for the for the crown and everything, and then leads to that person receiving a push. You know, that's the but thing. That that would they actually, they that do would these things and they don't push nobody after. That would be counterproductive True. to what they do, which is, you know, give us the same exact matches every single week. You know. That's <laughs> <laughs> so true. I mean, if I had so, a little, a little fun, if I had to watch a little fun fact about the King of the Ring Styles, and um, oh man, if I had to watch him kick each other in the balls one more time, I, I'm sorry to say, if I have to watch, even though the feud is good, I'm tired of Ziggler and, and, and Rollins already. Well, like, the, I, I hope this is a blow you off. Know what, though, that one, I'm not going to ridicule only because they're bringing different elements to that feud. It's not the same exact match. Now you got Dean Ambrose coming back, which is actually, to tell you the truth, really refreshing in that feud because you can go a lot of different ways with that. Oh, yeah. Big ups to Dean Ambrose looking jacked up. Yeah. Triple H Drew looks like Triple H. Like He definitely <laughs> went home. Got his surgery, healed up, and said it changed his diet, his regimen. He is looking a hell of a lot better than he's ever looked. And me and him have the same hairline. It's 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 wow. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's sad to say these guys. I know uh, you know I'm I'm somebody too that would well, love to kept my long hair, but eventually got to part with it. <laughs> yeah, definitely do, man. Uh, oh man, that's wild. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, he was gone for what nine months? 
Yeah. Yeah. He looked like for a night for this last episode of Raw was actually another one in Providence. Um, it was the night that they, it was him and Rollins teaming up, and Ambrose was barely in the match. He went out and started banging his arm around. I guess he was injured before that, but I guess they used that as like like a segue to write him off of the yeah, show. Yeah, he, he but, already had been dealing with the injury, you know, a few months prior to them writing him out. Yeah. So, and one thing I love about Ambrose coming back, is, like you said, the fact that he looks jacked—that's a guy right there who is ready for whatever run they're going to give this man. The guy was the Iron Man of WWE before his injury. Yeah. And he came back looking like a million bucks. And we all know how Vince has a heart on for, like, big, muscular-looking guys. Oh, he, he, he so came this back open- looking like uh, that he's going to be a golden heel. Like, he's going to be hated by the end of, by next year. Oh, yes. By this time next year, people are going oh, yeah, to be bullying him viciously if they do a heel turn with him. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Hopefully, I mean, I really just want to see one last strong run for the Shield, man. I want to see it. Not going to lie, I do want to see that happen. I don't think they're going to do it again, though. I wouldn't mind seeing another Shield run, but I I, honestly, I'd rather see a Shield triple threat at Mania. Yeah. Like, you put Roman, Rollins, and Ambrose in the ring. Like, we never really got a chance to see that. It was kind of a tease when Ambrose was cashing in, and they all literally held the world title in the same night. That was ridiculous, but, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, that was that was amazing. It, it, what other group do you know has ever had, like, multiple groups in general? How many of them have actually all been world champions, let alone all three of them on the same Three day? MB! So. I'm sorry, continue. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't all three of them grand cha- uh, the grand champions already? Uh, uh, the, I don't think Ambrose correct, Yeah, if I'm correct, they're yeah, all three of them are Grand Slam champions already. Oh, yeah. 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 You know, it, it, like I said, the, the being the Grand achieving Grand Slam status, it really doesn't mean much anymore, seeing as all three men within a span of five years are already Grand Slam champions, you know, and then Randy Orton, it took him, you know, 12-plus years to finally accomplish that. So, you know, I Big up to them to you know getting it that getting it that fast, but like I'm not a fan of that. Let it play yeah. out over the course of your whole career. It took Shawn Michaels a long time to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Who was one of the goats, in my opinion, just for the record, the Hopperie kid. Um, Shawn is my favorite. Nobody's yeah. gonna argue with that. <laughs> Anybody who argues with that is not a fan. Yeah, man. All right, man. So, uh, you know, WWE competes a lot. Um, well, I shouldn't even say a lot. Quote, unquote, competes with the uh, whole SmackDown Live and uh, Raw thing. Um, which one do you think represented their uh, build-up to SummerSlam better than the other? Eddie, we'll uh, start with you. So that's a toughie right there. I would have to go probably with Raw because of the fact that they had Brock Lesnar show up and, you know, he laid out Roman Reigns and everything. Mm-hmm. Seeing that SmackDown's world title match ended with them two, with Samoa Joe reading a, a letter from AJ's wife, apparently, and that's how it ended. So I would have to say Raw, even though it was a lackluster show in itself, the fact that they had a you know, showdown between Brock and Roman kind of saved it. But I didn't like the fact that by the end of that showdown between Brock and Roman, it was a double turn again. Yeah. 
Like, yes. just a couple of weeks ago, we had a double turn. Yeah. Where they finally got people to cheer Roman and people to boo Brock. And then by the end of Monday Night Raw, people are begging Brock Lesnar to keep beating on Roman. Yeah, yeah that kind of backfired, man. That's I that, was thinking that same thing. Like, dude, like, you just got people to actually yes, accept Roman Reigns. I made that comment on... I'm like, how, how, how is this possible? We just, you just got Roman over. Yeah. Yeah. I don't understand it, but definitely, definitely Raw won as far as the buildup. But you got to remember, man, they still got that unless, which still adds a little bit of doubt over to who Heyman's loyalties lie with. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, it's going to come down to where the story's going to play out with Heyman. Yeah. It's obviously that the story's going to play out with Heyman and Heyman's going to have a big, big part in the, in the results of that match, whether it be him siding with Brock Lesnar or siding with Roman. There's even rumors that he'll side with KO. So Brian's not that far off with that idea. I've actually been reading that online. There's a lot of rumors that KO could become a Heyman guy. I can see it. I can definitely see see it. it too. I could definitely see. I would love it. All right, Brian. Same question, man. Which side? Which side got your more attention more? Oh, I, I know I'm gonna sound like a Roman hater for this, and this is actually really cool that Eddie picked Raw because I'm actually gonna go with SmackDown. Nice. I think I think the SmackDown brand had a way better build. Uh, the AJ Joe storyline to me, uh, up until the very end of SmackDown this week, had a decent enough storyline with the whole family aspect with AJ's family. And we all know the history of Joe and AJ. <laughs> it may, it makes it for, for the quote unquote uh, fans who know TNA. Um, we kind of look at it like, all right, we know the history between, between these two guys. We know what they can do. Yeah. We just want to see how, how WWE is going to play the angle out because WWE is more focused about the angles. Um, when you got the new day winning a tag team tournament on SmackDown to face the bludgeon brothers, even though the Bludgeon Brothers haven't really done much aside from beat the team that I think we should have been named originally, the Triple Threat. <laughs> we dodged a bullet there. I had to Eddie. I'm sorry. I got that in. <laughs> oh. What was crazy is I got in late for SmackDown, so I didn't see that. I watched it on Hulu today. I was like, yeah, they ain't me. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, no, no, but, like, but with SmackDown, too, and the other storyline that I think everyone is really overlooking is what they did with the pieces with Daniel Bryan and The Miz. That video package they did yesterday was amazing. Yeah, that was chronicling well Yeah, that was well yes, done. Chronicling all the years from when Bryan first showed up, talking about how he didn't win a single match on NXT because Miz was his pro, Bryan's first win against The Miz, then Bryan retiring, Bryan coming back, that promo from Talking Smack, which I still love to this day, um, and then you're going to have the build for the match that we've been waiting for, for all of this time. And in SmackDown too, the women's title match, I'm actually a little bit more excited about that than I am with Alexa Bliss and Ronda. Like, I want to see what's going to happen with Becky and Charlotte, like with all due respect to Carmella, cause she is the champion. Oh, I, I'm, I'm going to see which one of them two is going to turn heel. In my personal opinion, that was, that was a horrible opening to SmackDown. I beat Charlotte Blair. Yeah, Carmella, yeah. <laughs> Carmella, they need to stop giving. They need to stop letting her try to cut promos on the mic. Hey, she the just, way I see it, they yeah. can either let her cut promos or let the iconics. I'll take Carmella for a thousand. Oh well, then that, if that's the case, I'm just turning the TV off. 
watch, I'll mute it, but I, I might read a book. I might pick up a book. <laughs> What's a book? Exactly. <laughs> I'd rather read a book. Uh, listen to them cut promos. I actually enjoy reading, so I can't really say what's a book. <laughs> oh man, that was great. <laughs> but um, me personally, man, when it comes to that uh, whole Ronda Rousey situation, I'm more interested to see if they let her go. Because if you watch Raw when she was when she was attacking um, Alicia Fox when she was attacking security. It was Arm Drag City, Arm Drag City, Arm Drag City. Arm drag. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? Shout out, shout out to Bam Neely, former TNA guy. He was one of the dudes that got his ass whooped. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I want to see if they're actually going to let her go and show if she can go in the ring. This is now a heavyweight championship match for, you know what I mean, for her third or fourth match? One, fourth. Fourth. Her two fourth of match. Which, two of which were for the heavyweight championship. She had a good showing with Nia Jax, but it's – Nia Jax. I mean, the fans, you know, they love her because she's representing plus size women, but she can't carry anybody in the Yes. Ring, you know what I mean? So it's not really yeah. hard to upstage her. I want to see if she, because, I mean, um, the goddess can go, man. She actually is a pretty decent storyteller in that ring. I still remember when she oh. had that fake dislocation on her elbow, which was fucking disgusting, by the way. Just oh, yeah, when she popped her elbow oh, yes. out. <laughs> yeah. oh. She I, actually everybody legitimately, Everybody was like, oh, my God, her arm is broken, and now it's going to just pop back into place. That was this, one's for, this one right here is for Carl. I wonder what else she can dislocate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, big good old Carl Bird. Big ups to him, man, and Victor. And Carl, we are definitely, definitely... Just so you guys know, um, and I'm sorry to get off subject for a little bit, but there have been a little changes in this whole uh, Codex Prime versus UWO challenge for that Street Fighter um, up, up, down, down style. It's now going to be a one-on-one. Um, it's going to be me versus Kyle Bird. Uh, and if you look closely enough, you'll actually might see Kyle Bird get a hit or two. But anyway, it's going to be <laughs> me versus Kyle Bird. The date's to be determined, but uh, Carl, I can't wait, man. I really can't. But uh, we got to move on with this whole wrestling thing. Um, whew, we got a big weekend coming up. We got the uh, the pinnacle of NXT, in my opinion. I, I watched all of the takeovers, but Brooklyn, they seem to tear down the house every single time. There has to be something about the Barclays Arena. And NXT mixing. It's magic every time. Guys, what are you looking forward to this weekend? Yeah, right. For me, this weekend, I'm looking forward. Uh, I want to say Ciampa versus Gargano because it, it is the main event now for NXT Brooklyn 4. Um, but I'm, I'm really kind of excited for Miz and Brian now. After watching that package, I kind of got hyped for that. Yeah, that's like I said, oh. We've been pushing that match to the back burner because we've been more concerned about uh, Brock and Roman or what's been going on with, you know, Gargano and Ciampa. But I'm, I'm really hyped up about Brian and Miz. And to me, it's definitely a match where, you know, it's the pro wrestler versus the sports entertainer. And I think WWE's made a pretty good job without actually saying those words, what this match is going to be. Yeah. And I'm totally riding with Eddie on this one, picking the Miz over Brian because – you know, Miz, Miz actually isn't bad. A lot of people don't like Miz in ring, and I'm a huge fan of the Miz in ring. 
And he said it in the promo, too. For all these years, the guy's never been injured, man. And you can put him in the ring with anybody, and he can work. And he's at that age now where, you know, Miz is a vet. Yeah, He's a vet in the wrestling business. And I think him and Brian, you know, personal differences put aside, these two guys are going to put on a show that we're going to be craving, you know, praying to God, first off, that Brian resigns. But we're going to be craving a rematch from them, too. And I pray that they do it at WrestleMania. I can't say that, and I want to say that so bad that he resigns from the WWE because that's literally where he's became the biggest. I mean, he had a great indie show, but this whole Yes Movement yeah. thing put him top notch yeah. above everybody. So I'm we, he oh, yeah, yeah, he definitely, but... he definitely needs to resign and just finish it off. Finish, finish it off at the WWE, you know, and then go from there. Because uh, Daniel Bryan returning back to the indie scene, it's gonna be, it'll be fire and it'll be a buzz. But eventually the buzz will die down because mm-hmm. you know, the indie scene is so fickle. They move on to the, the next hottest commodity so fast. That's that's wrestling world in general, man. You know what I mean? Um, remember the Miz's stunt double thing? He was over. Everybody thought he was oh, over. Damien Sandow. Oh. Can somebody tell me where the hell he is now? If I, I know he retired for actually, a while. Actually, he's actually doing TV. Ah, uh, what, what was it? I believe he did a he, he was a he did a um a guest appearance on that show, The Blacklist. Oh, I want to no. say on CBS or something. But mm-hmm. he's been doing he's been doing TV and stuff. He's been doing guest spots on shows and stuff like that on TV. So kind of transitioned himself out of wrestling after he flamed out in that sad run in TNA. Oh, I don't want to talk about that. Yeah, that uh, it was like over that was before. great. It was over before anybody even realized he was there. Yeah. So from last I heard, he's transitioned into, you know, small TV roles and stuff like that here and there. So, you know, he moved on. Yeah. Speaking of, um, let's just go to great runs, man, because that that wasn't a great run. (laughs) But uh, uh, let's just say a former TNA heavyweight champion, former... I believe tag team champion as well. Um, former WWE United States champion. Um, it was US or was it Intercontinental? Anyway, um, Mr. Broken Matt Hardy is pretty damn broken nowadays. Uh, he's actually <coughs> has an injury where his it's a hip injury. No, his uh, pelvis and his pelvis. His pelvis and his fusing with his. I want to say his back. It's all fusing together from the years of him la- landing on his ass. That doesn't sound enjoyable at all, man. No. <laughs> but uh, you think it's about time for Maddie to uh, ride off into the sunset? Yes. If he tweeted out right now, he's hanging him up. I would not be upset. He has the Hardys. If either Hardy hang it up right now, I would not be upset. They've given us. 20, 20 years, you know, they started off at the very bottom, underneath yeah. the bottom. So far underneath the bottom, it was nobody would have even thought these these two guys would have been at the caliber they are now. That's how far in the bottom they started. They were putting over Brock Lesnar when he first got there. I remember that. Okay, they were they were putting over everybody mm-hmm. when they first started off. So for Matt Hardy to call it a, a career now, I would not be upset with that. 
the man needs to think about his family. He has kids. You know, he doesn't want to. Last thing anybody wants to see is the man in a wheelchair. You know, so I would think it's time to think about his health. Think about his future. You know, think about his family and everything. Let look his at, body heal. Look Who at knows? Maybe, maybe in a few years after his body heals up and everything, maybe, he can, you know, work out a part-time schedule or something like that, do special events and stuff like that. But for now, especially after watching that match, a lot of people have been saying it. Matt is not moving like he used to at all. He is looking stiffer and stiffer every match. He is looking more and more in pain every match. That spot where he suplexed, what was it, uh, Dawson off the off the top turnbuckle to the outside, you could clearly see both Dallas rushed over to make sure he was okay and ask him if he was okay. You could clearly see everybody was making sure Matt was okay before, you know, tending to themselves. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think it's time for at least Matt. Jeff's not that far behind. Definitely not that far behind, but... Who's the older brother? Is Matt the older brother? Yeah, Matt's the older one. Okay. Definitely from the the way that I've been reading that, that stuff is fusing together. That does not sound delightful at all. So, yes, the man does need to think about himself. Yeah, you don't want to end up like Perry Saturn, man. Perry's pretty damn fucked up right now. Yeah, he's given given the wrestling world his, his heart, his soul, his life. So for us to, to be wanting him to stick around and paralyze himself for the sake of our entertainment is no, no. I would like to see him be able to walk into the Hall of Fame, not wheelchair himself into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, definitely. And they're definitely Hall of Famers. There's, there's no damn oh. doubt about that. They oh, yeah. pioneered the TLC oh. match, you know what I mean? So definitely. Uh, Brian, how about you? Man, you think Matt Hardy's uh Runs kind of coming to an end. Yeah, I think Matt's going to be coming up to an end pretty soon. I mean, they saying he now he's taking time off to get some physical therapy to see if he can come back. I think if Matt comes back, he has to have just one more match, and that's it. And if he's going to have one more match, let I pray Vince, please, please. Even though some people don't like it, some people do. Let him do another final deletion video oh. package thing. Oh. Like you can you can build it. I know, I know. See, it's, oh. it's some people love it, some people hate it. I've I've always been one of those people who actually enjoy it because it's so different from what we see on Raw and SmackDown, and even on the pay per views that it's it's Matt's baby. It's it's Matt's baby. You know what I mean? Let him spend a couple weeks building the storyline. You know, if you're gonna go out, go out all in. Do bring out Vanguard One. Bring out Senor Benjamin, Lord Wolfgang, you know, Prince Ma- oh, King Maxwell, Rebby. You know what I mean? Just let Matt go out with a bang. Let him do it his way. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, it, when we talk about tag team wrestling, and all due respect, especially to Jim Neville Nightheart, who just passed away, when we talk about WWE tag team wrestling in its prime, it's back when the Hardys, the Dudleys, and Edge and Christian were just tearing it up from Mania to SummerSlam to Mania. Like Matt's place, Matt and Jeff's place in the Hall of Fame is already there waiting for them. You know what I mean? Definitely. Jeff's gonna go however Jeff wants to go out, and you know, he's a daredevil, he's gonna go out. And I'm afraid to say this maybe on some type of really bad injury. I pray to God it doesn't happen, but you know, Matt's always been the creative one of the two. Yeah. If let say, please, if Matt, you do come back, somebody let him do his final deletion, get it over. And just let that be Matt's way of just like 
drifting off, going into Lake of Reincarnation and just coming back as just Matthew Hardy and walk off to the sunset with his family, man. Uh, I'm a huge Matt Hardy fan. I, I Like Eddie said, I don't want the guy being wheelchaired into the Hall of Fame. I want him walking in there. Yes. Yeah. And um, I don't know if you guys know this or not, uh, since WWE actually managed to bury the character, also both wrestlers who play the character. But uh, Sin Cara actually underwent successful surgery. Um, there's speculation on exactly what the surgery involved. Um, and there's currently new timetable for his return. Um, so get well, heal up, and um, hopefully they can unbury all the dirt they threw on you there, Sin Cara. Yeah, well... Sad part is, I didn't even know that man was out injured until I saw him tweet something out today. Yeah. Uh, I had no idea until you just said that. <laughs> but, damn. Yeah. <laughs> no, nowhere to fly, but that sucks, yo. And I actually like the guy who's playing Sin Cara now compared to the original one. This guy's not. Unico's pretty damn good. And that's a gimmick that WWE, as much as they want to talk about the Latin market, they should totally, man, get behind a guy like Sin Cara. The dude's good. It's just. You know, the best ability is availability, and unfortunately, he's not available. Exactly. Exactly. Also, just announced today is the Super Cena. John Cena actually is going to make his return to the ring alongside Bobby Lashley at the new Vince's Billion Dollar Baby. Um, actually, I think it's just going to be at a live event. I don't think it's going to be at the... Um, Australian event. No, from what I heard, he's supposed to wrestle KO at the Australian event. Mm-hmm. Oh, and he's not going to be at the Australian event. Okay. Yeah, he's supposed to be. At, he's supposed to. He's supposed to wrestle KO at the Australian event, and he's uh, supposed to be making. I'll come. I'll come back at a live event, and everything. It's just a matter of will we see him on TV anytime soon. I'm actually reading it now, and it's yet yeah, September 1st at the live event in Shanghai. He's going to uh, part six man tag. He's going to partner up with Bobby Lashley and Finn Balor. Yeah, not bad. Not bad. against the trio. Now get this because this is a trio of superstars who this time next year might be where Sin Cara is in the burial grounds. Uh, Baron Corbin, Elias, and Jinder Mahal. Ooh, I don't know. I don't know about Elias, man. Elias is hot right now. That dude is over as fuck. But when's I'm the last time say. he actually wrestled? Yes, that's the that's the that's my problem with Elias. What are they doing with Elias? <laughs> like the yeah, man- but that's but that's what makes him so great. The guy's so over. He doesn't even have to get in the ring. But like in ring, he's he's not a bad wrestler. Like he's not great either. But the guy's pretty good. Yeah. And I think if they actually gave him a run, maybe have him going after, like, the IC title or something like that, Elias could still be I, – I, I won't say next year he'll be buried, but I think Elias would still be, like, somewhat relevant. But it, he, could get, he could get the honky-tonk man push. Who knows? If they keep going the route they're going, it, it's become repetitive. It, every feud starts off with somebody interrupting him doing a, a performance. Exactly. And every yeah. single one of them. Every feud he gets into, oh, you interrupted my performance. Now we're going to feud. Wow. And like, somebody gets hit with a guitar, and it usually ends up bad for Elias. It's, 
just it's repetitive, man. It really is. It has gotten repetitive. Know. You know, Jinder Mahal, whatever. Uh, at this point, uh, like just keep that man away from any title. I'll be shalom. Just I don't know what the hell. <laughs> I don't know what the hell they're doing with him right now with the whole fucking meditating and spiritual thing bullshit they're doing with him. But just keep him away Racist. from any belt. I'll be okay. And Barry Corbin, eventually <laughs> he'll be our server somewhere at IHOP or something. Uh, the constable. The constable. I, I hate that gimmick. I hate it so bad. I hate it when it was Corporate Kane. I hate it now that it's Constable Corbin. And the fact they changed his music too. And you know, I bring the darkness. It's like no motherfucker, bring me an extra side of like cheese fries. <laughs> Come on, Barrett's not like, that bad, man. He's not that great, but he's not that bad. No, no, he's not a bad wrestler, but the gimmick is just it's stupid. I mean, it gets him mic time, it gets him the ability to talk. Yeah. But like, I'm looking at Baron Corbin. That looks like a guy I should be afraid of walking down the street. No, he's in a suit and tie or a vest and a tie, whatever. Like he does it does nothing for me. The gimmick does nothing for me. Yeah, the, the the man's getting ragged on more for his freaking vest than anything else. It's like when people are focusing on his vest rather than him, that's not a good sign. At least they're not focusing on his hairline anymore. He kind of joined that uh, bald head movement with myself, you know. Yeah. Bald head season is summertime, and I do got the bald head, so I'm in season. But <laughs> <laughs> I got shaved by this weekend, so. <laughs> Hey, listen, man. Bald, don't, bald head, don't care. You know what I mean? That's just exactly. <laughs> oh man, but uh, what's going on, with Mr. Black, Mr. Alistair Black, with the theme song? Who only Victor knows the lyrics to? Oh yes. Oh, who killed Alistair Black? I'm going with uh, Colonel Mustard in the dining room with a candlestick. <laughs> uh, no, no, seriously. I honestly, I love this. I mean, we all know what really occurred with Alistair Black, but I love the fact within a week, NXT was able to film something and, you know, get it out there and, and make it look like it was either Gargano or Ciampa or Undisputed Era. Um, honestly, the person I'm picking, if Black does stay down in NXT and if people look closely, he was somewhere in the background wearing a red shirt. I'm going to go with Lars Sullivan. Because Lars got his job. Big Lars. I like Lars. I'm a big Lars Sullivan fan. The guy is, he's he's pretty good in the ring. The match, aside from the botch they had at the last takeover, wasn't bad. It was actually pretty good. Um, I could see them using this as a springboard to build up Lars Sullivan, be able to write off Aleister Black when he does come back, because they're saying the time isn't, like, too long for his return. And, you know, that could be uh, Lars' buildup while Alistair leaves and goes up to the main roster eventually. So I wouldn't be surprised if it was a guy like Lars Sullivan. Well, my second person, I got to throw this in really quickly. And this is another person that was in a lot of people's faces. He fought last week on NXT and not a lot of people were talking about him is Cassius Ono. I think Cassius Ono, I think Cassius Ono could have been the guy. The guy's 38 years old. He's a great wrestler. The look (laughs) has got to change. Trust me, I'm I'm not a fan. But I, I think, honestly, I think Cassius Ono could be that guy. And now, if you notice, they also named his elbow as the Dream Crusher. Yeah. So that could be something that they can play in, too. Uh, I, I got a feeling they're going to play it off as uh, Johnny jumped him. That it was Gorgano who took him out. For the DIY. DIY. 
Because I got a, I, I get the sinking feeling we are going to see a reunited DIY uh, DIY heel. That tag a, team was so good to me, man. And then a, at the, the way end, they've been playing the story out with Johnny trying to you know slowly turning to the dark side, doing you know, I think they're gonna play keep playing it out where it turns out by the end Johnny sees Champa was right and joins Champa. Mm. And they go on a tear as a heel. Only a to heel. get buried on Raw. Well, unfortunately. So sad. So sad. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to AOP, who will be on the SummerSlam card. They are not on the pre-show. The pre-show matches were announced. AOP versus Titus Worldwide was not on that list. They're actually going to get a SummerSlam match. They give it AOP. So and Titus Worldwide, a main card match, but the Cruiserweight title's on the fucking side there, video. <laughs> what the? Man. They might as well just walk up to Cedric Alexander and slap him in the face and spit on him. <laughs> You're giving World Slide and AOP freaking main spot. That screams kickoff show. <laughs> of all matches, that screams kickoff show. No, but we got that, and we get Balor and Corbin again. No disrespect to Balor, but don't want to see that on the main card neither. <laughs> but poor Cedric Alexander, who's been lighting it up on 205 Live, who has pretty much put that freaking division on his shoulders and has been carrying it. Oh, here's, here's a kickoff show. Speaking Shout of- out to Rusev, though. I love what he's doing on Twitter. Oh, yes, like, yes, He, he is yes. trolling the fuck out of the fact that he's on the kickoff show. Like, he even tweeted out, see you at the kickoff show, Drew Kulak. Like, I'm loving how he's owning it. He's trolling it. I just hope he doesn't get in trouble for it. He's going to get in trouble for it. Everything he tweets, he gets in trouble for it. Since he got engaged to Lana, everything he tweets, he gets in Vince's yeah. fucking bad graces for it. That is the sad part. He probably will get punished for it. We'll probably never see Rusev Day in shirts anymore. But I'm loving the fact that he's owning it, that he's like, Fuck you guys. How the fuck do I go from main event to the kickoff show? Yeah. Low key, I think Rusev's trying to get fired. <laughs> For real. At this point, man, you know, so, a lot of people, a lot of people say, oh, they, they, they're there for the paycheck. They're there for the paycheck. And I'm sure there's, you know, a, a large sum of the, the guys backstage who are just there for the paycheck. But there's, there's got to be people, th- these guys have passion. Okay, mm. it gets to the point where the paycheck and the passion, you have to decide. Do you just want to be there for the paycheck or do you want to be there because you have a passion to be a wrestler? Like somebody like Daniel Bryan, you could tell, has the passion. We'll go to a bingo hall and wrestle for fucking ten dollars. Yep. Okay. And not give a and, and not give a shit. Because he has a passion for it. You know? Mm. But there's mm-hmm. other guys who you could just tell, give me my paycheck. Oh, you want me to just go out there and get squashed? All right, whatever. I won't say anything about it. Even though I feel I should be a bigger star, I just keep my mouth shut. You know, Rusev's one of those guys that looks like he's like, you know, stop, stop stiffing me. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's true, man. I mean, dude, dude like I said, I, I say this every week. I think I've seen the guy live. The crowd loves the whole Rusev Day thing. You know what I mean? It's about time that WWE gets over the fact that he married sexy ass Lana. You know what I mean? Which every other straight man there wasn't. <laughs> but anyway, it's about time WWE gets over that and actually lets this guy get a legitimate push to see where he can go with his own business. 
I exactly. Mean, they are trying their best to axe it. Well, I shouldn't say axe it because it's not exactly burying, but they are definitely setting the perimeter of how far they'll let this Russo thing go. Definitely. Totally. And to piggyback, to piggyback what, uh, what Eddie said, and I said last week, there are a lot of guys on that roster right now that should not be there that are straight up collecting a check. When you hear names like the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, Cody Rhodes, Hangman Page, you know, I, I am naming Bullet Club members, but you can look at a guy like a Jay Lethal, a guy like Punishment Martinez. I love to guy, see Jay Lethal in WWE, but continue. Like, and, and plus, WWE just got this big billion-dollar deal, and everyone's talking about they're going to be signing checks and throwing them out like they're freaking Halloween candy or whatever. If I was a guy on that roster who ain't doing nothing right now, either send me to NXT or send, give me my release and let me go hop on the indies and try to make some money if that's really what I want to yeah. do. If you're going to sit in the back and just get paid, excuse me, just get paid, then you know something? You really don't belong there. And I and I cannot wait for the day that a guy like Triple H takes over that company and starts cutting some dead weight because trust me, there is a lot of dead weight on that WWE yeah. roster right now. You got two prime examples in Cody Rhodes and Juice Robinson. Yeah. Yep. They both could have stayed there and collect paychecks. R- Robinson has come out and said it. I could have just stayed in NXT, just continue to collect my paycheck. But he had passion. He wanted to do something. He wanted to be somebody. Yeah. And he knew that it's either just stay there and collect a check or leave. Same thing with Cody. Cody comes from uh, from wrestling royalty. Okay. To think the man does not want to be bigger than he was. It's ridiculous. And another guy who actually, who his name is being brought up by Triple H of all people, actually, um, Neville. Neville, yeah. actually, they he was brought up uh, in a few interviews by Triple H. He's saying about how great of a worker he was, how much a, a great athlete he respects him. The door's wide open for him to return. So I'm, I'm actually a little curious to see if that's just uh, putting his name back in the people's air for a return for Neville. I would hope so. If not, hopefully they get him towards the NXT UK division. If they're going to if they're going to be serious about that market, a guy like Neville would be a huge boost mm-hmm. for NXT UK. Aside from guys like Pete Dunne and, you know, Trent Seven, Tyler Bate with the whole like British strong style crew, Mark Andrews, who they who a guy from TNA that they just let go that WWE was able to scoop up. Uh, you got all those dudes from the last UK tournament. Um, you know what I'm saying? There's a lot of talent out there in the UK. And a name like Neville will definitely put some eyes on NXT UK when that comes to fruition. Shout out to Pete Dunne and his never mentioned historical title run, by the way. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. oh that, that's oh, right. They, they do have a UK title. <laughs> <laughs> the only I'll title that's seen title. less less than the universal title, the UK title. <laughs> no, the UK title's been around on, on NXT. He's he's done a lot of work down there. You, well, yeah, on NXT, but come on. He, yeah. he, he pops up sporadically, and when's the last uh, time he defended the title? When is the last time uh, he defended that title? A couple, I want to say a couple weeks ago against, I think it was Roddy, or they, it was either Roddy or Kyle O'Reilly. I know he had a match against them. Yeah, he had a match, it but was, was it a title defense? Yeah, yeah, it was. Oh. So and and he fought. I think and he fought at the the UK tournament too. Uh, the guy I forgot what the dude's name was, um, but the guy who won the tournament had a title match against uh, against uh, Pete Dunne the day after. Well, like I said, if they were going to, uh, I said it originally when they brought, made that title, the UK title. Why didn't they just bring back the European title? Yeah, 
And I will say this, that to me, that title is the best looking title WWE even has right now. Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, oh yeah. yes, right, now, right, now, right now. I thought you were going to go historically. Because I was going to say no, that no, right no, now. No, no, no. no that I, love the, I, I love the way they had something to say about that. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm a, I'm a wing eagle belt guy. The original black one. Oh, uh, yeah, that was great. Yeah. Yeah. I also, oh, no. I like the Ultimate Warriors Heavyweight Championship. I think uh, the circle, more circular one. Yeah, yeah, the, the circle eagle belt. Yeah, I guess that was it. Then. Yeah, he just changed the strap colors every time, which I love, too. I love when people change the strap colors on him. Well, he had yeah. because he was a pretty colorful uh, wrestler. You know, he had the uh, green and purple, anything the Joker colors. That's what I used to call yeah. it. <laughs> um, but anyway, guys, I actually do, unfortunately, need to cut this week's episode a little short. Uh, I'm sorry to everybody who's been listening and following us for these past four weeks. This is our one-month anniversary show and i definitely appreciate you guys sticking around with us we'll be working out the cakes i.e brian dropping out the end of the show um and actually <laughs> up, uh, what i like actually enjoy i love doing this man this podcasting thing is absolutely a ball and i'm actually appreciating you guys for actually making up with me to do this every week oh um, anytime of course this is fun not a problem man i love this too this is fun all right yes. guys but we will actually see you guys you guys will actually be able to see us Next Tuesday, as we join the Codex Prime Summer Invasion, Summer. we are invading we invade. the Codex damn Codex Prime. Prime again. Damn it! Hey yo, <laughs> <laughs> UWO, bro. UWO taking over. Sorry, guys. And uh, shout out to the Codex Prime, and we are always glad. And thank you guys for actually inviting us back to the show for a historical on that show. Third time, damn it. We're going to be there a third damn time. <laughs> but, uh, should have went with the name Triple Threat. Those guys were over. <laughs> yeah, over the over the ropes and on the floor within the first 10 seconds of the match. Oh, that was even... oh man. Bam Bam Bigelow and Chris Candido are rolling over in their oh, grave right man, now. Man, the franchise oh. has to be pissed, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so we're going to get into these final thoughts. So, uh, wow. Eddie, you actually have some final thoughts this week? I am actually ready this week. (laughs) 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 All right. Well, last week, a lot of people don't know, Impact Wrestling still exists. Yes, Yes. they still do have a weekly show on Pop TV. So, upon reading reports that it was the lowest-rated show in 2018, and the second lowest rated show ever, I decided, to check, <laughs> I decided to check out what the Big Hub Club was about. So a lot of people blamed it on the fact that we had football back, preseason. It's preseason, people. Nobody's tuning in like crazy, like hotcakes for preseason. Okay? I'm nervous for my Patriots. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm nervous for the Patriots this year. Oh, Brian, you're a Patriots fan? Hey, as long as Belichick and Brady are still on the sideline, I'll never be nervous. Just leave it this. At least I'm not. Get off of the subject of football, please. So, (laughs) I decided to take a look. I decided to take a look and watch some Impact Wrestling and see what was going on. I have to say, Impact, I want my time back. (laughs) Okay? Your best match of the night was Pentagon and Matt Seidel, which, mind you, Pentagon, WD's going to steal him one day. Oh, yeah, they're going to steal that boy. Yeah. And Matt Seidel, for people who don't know, Evan Bourne, who, mind you, he looks like he's gotten taller and bigger since his time as Evan Bourne. 
That was the highlight of the show. Okay? You had Tessa Blanchard cut a crappy-ass promo after squashing some chick, which is sad considering the fact that she comes from wrestling royalty herself. Exactly. She should be in WWE, just saying. Yes. But they missed the boat on that one. Crappy promo from her part. The main event was Eddie Edwards versus Austin Aries, which ended with some guy named Killer Cross coming out, laying out Eddie Edwards, and Austin Aries picking up the win. I don't know who the hell this guy Killer Cross is, but the funniest part was people were screaming at Aries, that's your diesel. That's your diesel. (laughs) So for the fact that it looked like Impact is stealing a little bit of gimmicks from the WWE again, I want my time back. I could have just sat down and watched the highlight reel on YouTube and been satisfied. Oh. Impact. Hey. Considering the fact Slammiversary was a big success, I want my time back. <laughs> Shout out to the wrestling the group on Facebook, the wrestling warfare group, because y'all don't know what this is. Are you guys ready for Impact Wrestling? <laughs> oh, shit. Who's ready for Impact Wrestling on Pop TV? <laughs> I'm not. If you don't watch Impact, you're not a real fan. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, my goodness. Oh. Brian, we need your final thoughts, bro. <laughs> All right. You got a good one to talk, by the way, now. Yeah, I'm sorry. Well, if I could be serious for a minute. Um, let's see. How, how do I go about saying this? Last week, Brian said the New Japan ROH show would be sold out before 12 o'clock. It sold out. I'm sorry to say it. There's people who don't like it, but there's there's competition now, Vince. You don't want to admit it. You don't want to say it. All in is in a couple weeks. I know a lot of people that are going to be watching that. G1 sold out. Madison Square Garden. 58 years. Nobody else has touched that building when it comes to professional wrestling. WWE hasn't sold that building out in about six, including matches where Brock Lesnar was returning. The Undertaker was returning. WWE, Vince McMahon, please pay attention. There is a movement happening in pro wrestling right now. There's people dishing out money before tickets are even going on sale officially to the public. Mm -hmm. All in just added Kenny Omega, versus Pentagon Jr. That card is going to be stacked. SummerSlam between NXT, the G1 that just finished, and All In. I hope to God you guys put on an amazing show because you have some serious competition, Vince. All right. And for my cohorts, my partners in crime, as I like to call them, Eddie Ortiz, Brian Lopes, we'd like to thank y'all for listening to us and, like I said, sticking around for us through this, uh, through the learning period, shall I say, that we've been going through. I mean, we said we're going to be getting better every week, and God damn it, we're getting better. Well, you guys, next week, we're not going to be on Anchor. On Tuesday, we will be on Facebook Live. If you have not already, please do follow the Codex Prime podcast. You will see us. Live in the flesh, along with Adrian Price, Victor, I cannot pronounce his last name, and Kyle Bird. Victor Amoyo. <laughs> I'm sorry? Victor Amoyo. Amoyo? 
I believe so, yes. Yeah. All right, along with Victor Moyo. There you go. We'll definitely be on there next week giving our opinions about SummerSlam. Brian, myself, Adrian singing the praises of Roman Reigns. And also, before I do go, I didn't get a final thought. Shout out to that black dress that my girl JoJo had on on Monday night showing off that absolutely ridiculous, ridiculous. Yes. <laughs> the thirst is real. We are thirsty. Yes. Give us JoJo. <laughs> JoJo. Three hours of JoJo in the ring doing just turning around repeatedly. I just made it wrong. Book it now. <laughs> All right, guys, we got to sign out. You guys take care. We'll catch y'all next week. Later. Later.